Hey everybody, welcome back to episode two of Into the Mind with Marlon Johnson. Today, our guest is Shireen Dora, and oh my God, this one was such a fun interview. Shireen has so much of a story behind her that you would never get by just looking at her. This is one of my favorite things, and this is why I never judge a book by its cover. She gets into her story, letting us know how she has survived a deathly sickness that she still struggles with today. She had to sell off almost her entire real estate portfolio and start back from ground zero with a sickly body and she rebuilt everything and she's still in the process of rebuilding and growing. She really shows that mindset is what is first and foremost to creating a bigger, better future. If you want to achieve, you first need to set your mind to the task. And even when it gets hard, you keep on pushing. So let's go in, let's listen to Shireen, and I'll see you guys on the back end. Okay, so hi everybody, my name is Marlon Johnson. Today my guest is Shireen Dora. Let me start by saying that she is a total badass. Shireen mm. is a real estate broker, investor, and entrepreneur. She's the founder of Pesky's, which is an odorless, environmentally friendly, insect repellent clothing line that is extremely fashionable. And if that wasn't cool enough, the company itself is also very mission driven. So they work with some amazing sponsors and donate parts of their proceeds to support diagnostics and treatments of vector-borne diseases. Shireen, okay. yeah. you always have this sunny disposition to you. And mm. if someone were to take a look at, let's say your social media, I'm sure they would get this sense that you're a world-class jet-setting superwoman without a single trouble in the world. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> that would be awesome, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we met in Arizona in person a few weeks back and you started to tell me a little bit about your personal story and it left me just absolutely speechless. Like I didn't blink Ooh. for about 30 minutes. My jaw was open. Would you mind sharing your story again with people so they can get a better sense of who you are and where you're coming from and understand a little bit more deeply why you do what you do? Sure. Gosh, how far back do we want to go? Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, um, yeah, so I, uh, I guess the best way to say it is that, um, you know, things started pretty good for me. I, I got married. My husband and I uh, started a real estate investment company. I simultaneously started a real estate uh, broker business. And, you know, things were just awesome. And I think that we thought we, um, we worked extremely hard and we had a lot of, you know, early successes. And uh, life just kind of was clicking along. And then, of course, we hit the 08, 09 housing crisis. And that was super, super catastrophic. Um, during that period of time, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. We are at Ground Central. Um, we, we suddenly saw, um, it, it was like the Great Depression out here. You would drive down streets and it would literally be like an alien ship abducted people. And there was like one house with people in it and everything else was boarded up. It was just nuts. And um, I suddenly saw my successes turn into, please don't let me be homeless. And we, uh, we worked 24 seven for three years straight, uh, securing our stuff, trying to save what we had. Uh, and then I also, during the day, was in my office with grown men sobbing. They were losing everything, trying to figure out how to help them through that. It was an extremely stressful period of time. Um, we just grinded it out for literally three years. There was lawsuits and audits and uh, we didn't do anything wrong, but everything just came down so hard and so fast. It, it was just a massive implosion. The IRS couldn't believe we were losing so much money. The partners, you know, it was just a disaster. So, uh, so we came out of that and we fought through it and kind of got back to somewhat level. And um, during that time, you know, I was having a lot of headaches. My muscles hurt. Well, of course, right? Like when you're living at a constant level of stress for years on end, it's to be expected. Your body starts breaking down. Um, but it, it was very, very weird. I was like, you know what? I'm, I can't remember my friend's name uh, on top of migraines and on top of things. And, and I'm, I'm having a hard time just even walking. Like, what's going on? And so I started this tour in 2011, doctor to doctor to doctor. And um, 
during that time, I was progressively getting worse. Uh, by the time I finally got a diagnosis, I was completely incapacitated. I was bedridden. Um, I was barely driving. Um, I had over 50 symptoms, mystery symptoms, and I even had a brain tumor. And um, so I, I had about six months left to live. My husband and I, I sat down. I made my will out. I really didn't know if I was going to make it. I'm, I am a fighter, but I, I just, you know, massive medical institution after we just couldn't figure it out. Um, so I finally got a diagnosis and I figured out that I had chronic Lyme disease. This was in 2013. And um, like I said, at that point, I was very, very sick. So it was like, yay, I have a diagnosis. And then it was like, oh, crud, there's no treatment that's proven. Like there's, there's no proven treatment. Uh, the, the conventional thing is like, let's put a port in you, start pouring antibiotics into your body for the next 18 plus months and see what happens. The relapse rate was over 97% after you do all that. And I just said, there's gotta be a better way. So I, um, literally started teaching myself everything I could about rebuilding my health, every alternative and, you know, uh, some conventional, but a lot of non-traditional treatments. And I started the long process of healing myself from Lyme disease. Um, and it took me about four or five years. I mean, there were ups and downs where I, I literally did it. So I spent the better part of six years in bed fighting for my life. So um, that led to Pesky's. And I don't know if you want me to jump into that or if that's just kind of the backstory, but that's, that's what led me to Pesky's and some of the other things I'm doing now. Wow. See, yeah. that to me is insane. And that's amazing. You know, yeah. you like you kind of came from this place of just thinking like, wow, like I'm just maybe I'm just working really hard. My body's starting to conk out because, you know, I'm stressed. I'm tired. Everyone's stressed. Super stressed, is, right? Yeah, yeah, this is entrepreneurship. This is being a go getter. This is like that's this right. is a part of the game. But then yep. to come and find like, no, like there's actually something wrong here. So much to the yeah. point that being diagnosed with six months to live, like a lot of people, I think in that position, it'd be very easy to give in and to just stop right there. You know, yeah. at that point, 100%. you're justified. No one's going to say anything about you throwing in the towel at that point. You know? Yeah, you know, I, I agree. And I say, you know, I get, I get calls. We talked about a little bit about this. I get calls. Um, from people all over the planet, all different walks of life uh, that are kind of to that point where I was. And they're like, what do you do? And I said, you know what, I'm going to tell you something that probably you don't want to hear. But more than 50% of this is a mental game. Like you have to decide, you've got to decide you are going to whatever it is, win, overcome, conquer, you know, for me, uh, but the point where I was so sick and I, I was like, man, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I was literally going to bed at night, not sure how I was going to wake up in the morning. And for hours, hours, it sounds crazy. You can say what you want. I literally would lay in bed and my mantra was, I choose to live. I choose to live. I choose to live. I, I probably said it a billion times and, um, I just training my mind that I, I was making the choice that I was going to overcome this thing, even though I didn't know how. Um, and then I, when I wasn't doing my mantra, I was watching videos. I was, sometimes it was hard for me to read, but when I could read, I would read, uh, I was doing anything to feed my mind with, with miraculous stories of people overcoming medical conditions that were seemingly incurable, impossible. I, I had to feed myself with hope. And so I, I believe that's, I think that without that, I think you're lost. Shireen, I absolutely love that. I love you for saying that. Like, it's so funny. You're one of my favorite pe types of people to interview. I'll have Aww. questions prepared, but then your energy and where you take things, it's just like, you're at question number eight and I'm happy. I want to go there. Uh, which well, is, I talk all day long. I got to reel myself in, but yeah. No, this is perfect because this is ultimately what I want people to understand that you know, you just said it. You're going to give an answer that a lot of people don't want to hear. They're looking for a shortcut. They're looking for an excuse. Yeah. And the truth is you really do have to grind in. Earlier today, oh, yeah. I actually had a gentleman reach out, call me, love this guy. He's stepping into the world of investment. And he just said, hey, like, I'm crazy overwhelmed and I just don't know what to do. And, you know, like I look at you and you have it all figured out. And I was like, I have it all figured Bro, out. Bro, yeah, like, no, none of us have it all figured out. That's like, we're, we're figuring it out, right? Right. Every day you're figuring it out. 
it's you wake up and you make a decision mentally each day that, you know what, you're going to take another step forward. You're going to keep pushing. You're not going to quit and you're going to figure it out. You're going to continue to figure it out. Yeah. You know, it's funny because it's particularly, you know, I don't think that I'm special because of my, you know, health. There's so many people that probably have even more challenging things. Um, but one thing I will say is unique about it is just because there is no proven cure. There's no like, oh, you have whatever disease. Okay, here's what we do. You might make it or not, but you're going to do it. And by the way, you'll know in the next six months. Lyme, I mean, it'll kill you slowly. And um, there is, there, I mean, people fly all over the world spending tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to chase recovery. And so, you know, you're guinea pigging. You're like taking that treatment for three or four months, trying to figure out if that's working, going a different direction. I mean, I, I was taking over a hundred supplements, um, daily IVs. And that's why I say it's a mental game. You had to get up and go, okay, I just spent the last six months doing this. That didn't, I don't know if it worked or not. We're going to do this. Um, and then it takes discipline. You know, my diet was regimented. It was like, all right, I have to take this. I have to take this mind, body, spirit, you know? Um, so the discipline of, I will choose not to eat sugar. I won't even have ketchup. I won't even do that for the next 90 days. Like we're going to go so hardcore because I, I like it's go time. Like if I don't make this work, I'm out, you know? So. I absolutely love that. So before we move on from this topic, I want to ask yeah. you, what were some of the things that you used in order to train your mind, train your brain and feed that part of you, feed that energetic, spiritual, the mental piece. Side? right? Yeah. Um, okay. So I was in incredible pain, as you know. So for me, um, I chose not to take any traditional pain medication because I knew this was a long haul and I was really worried about having, creating an addiction from it. Not because I wanted to have an addiction, but I just knew I was in such pain that would be something that could happen. So uh, meditation was a huge part of it. Um, you know, breathing meditation. For me at some point, even that was hard to do. So I would put in, um, it was almost like chanting music. I know that doesn't work for everybody, but for me, that repetition and that sound vibration really helps my body calm down. Um, with Lyme, your nervous system goes offline, so everything's tremoring, shaking, got a lot of anxiety. So that really helps me center in. Um, the second was, like I was saying, uh, YouTube is, was my best friend. Like, I, you know, you name any mo motivational, positive person that's overcome something, <laughs> I've seen their video. Um, books. Um, I, like I said, I sought out stories of miraculous healing. Um, I sought out stories of people that should have died. They didn't. What did they do? Um, and, you know, there, and then uh, there's a book, um, and I can't think of his last name, Mitchell, W. Mitchell. Can't remember the last part of it, but um, it's not what happens to you. It's what you do about it. And I must have read his book. It's an old book. Uh, he was interviewed by Tony Robbins a hundred years ago, but he, he has an incredible story of first. Uh, being in a terrible motorcycle accident, being burnt head to toe, going on doing great things, then learning to fly, crashing that, being paralyzed. So he was one of my heroes. So I found heroes and I just told them, you know what, we're all human. If they can do it, I can do it, right? We're, we're all, you and I are the same DNA, whatever we, we can choose to do. And so uh, it was literally cutting out all negativity and all noise, no more news, no more negative friends. It was just feed myself with anything because my life was on the line you know and it was hard and it was depressing and I did cry and I got depressed and I you know it wasn't like every day was something I, I, I had some very dark nights of the soul very very dark nights of the soul absolutely so yeah. you know you just said something you said you cut out the news and you're someone that you yeah. work in real estate so you're yeah. constantly investing, you're picking up properties, you are a broker, so you're also selling and buying homes for your clients. Yeah. And yeah. you also are an entrepreneur with a business. So cutting out the news, was that something that affected your business or? No, well, you gotta remember two things. One is that during the worst of it, I, I wasn't able to do any of that. You know, I, I literally called my partner with the real estate side and said, pack my stuff, I don't, I don't think I'm coming back. So I, I checked out my, my job literally was to get up in the morning and figure out treatment and get myself to treatment. I mean, at the time when I was so sick, it, it took monumental power for me to take a shower. It, it took monumental power for me to, I, I, uh, during some periods, I couldn't feed myself. 
my husband had to make my food for me in the morning, come help me. So I, I was not functioning as an entrepreneur during the period of that. Um, and I'm very fortunate that I had a husband to help support me. Um, if I would not have, I would have been living with friends or family. Um, so, you know, that, that was the ugly period. And, um, but even as I did come out of that, I did have a real estate portfolio. I ended up selling off. Um, I, at one point I had 40 some homes. We were self-managing those. My husband had to take over a lot of that. But as I kind of crept back into that was working in my pajamas. Um, you know what? No, I, I might do a quick sweep of, you know, Google news headlines. And that was it. It, it just literally, what I learned was that the world moves on and um, things we think are important, sometimes at that moment, they're just not that important. And real estate's real estate. And yes, I needed to know the state of the union, but that could be a quick bite of data. You know, if I, at the time when I started selling things off, you can get that information in five minutes. I, you know, and they're not polarized. It's not happy or negative. It's just facts. So I'd be like, okay, here's what's happening in our market. Boom, 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 boom. Here's what I'm going to do. Out. So um, to this day, I don't consume a lot of news. I, I'm not ignorant to what's going on in the world, but I don't get sucked into it. Right. And I think that's an important note or an important takeaway for a lot of people to recognize it's good to be informed, but ultimately yes. really be careful of what you're taking in because it yes. does affect you. It does play a oh role in your energy, huge. all your decisions, the, what you put out and how you see opportunity will be affected heavily. And if you're taking negative oh. in, you're putting negative out. 100%. And you know, that, I mean, we can go down a massive <laughs> rabbit hole, even social media, right? What can appear to be positive and connection, which for me, I didn't go to lunch or dinner with friends for years. I, I, was, I became very socially isolated. Um, and so you would think social media is a good thing, and it can be. But it can also just breed insecurity, FOMO, you know, <laughs> the world's moving on. I'm not. So even that you got to be careful with. Um, so yeah, positive in. Absolutely. So, you know, speaking about social media, you know, yeah. when I do look at your social media, if I look at your Facebook or your Instagram, it is very well put together. I must say, actually, I do genuinely enjoy going there. It's super Thanks. aesthetic. Your vibes are always really good and really positive. I love seeing the hiking. I love seeing the pictures of the homes. It starts to spark my imagination to think a certain way. With that being said, though, I get that sense that Shireen's life is perfect. Like there's yeah. never a bad day. Everything works out in her favor. What's the yeah. part of your life that social media doesn't capture? You know, like what part don't people so, see that's behind the picture? Um, it's super interesting you say that. So I, I try to, you know, listen, do I wake up every day, sunshine and rainbows? No. And, it, and the reality is, if anything, there's a lot of, there's a lot of depression that runs in my family. Um, I, I am not a person who naturally wakes up loving life. I, I train myself to be that. And, um, and I, I want to put out good to the world. So I am very cognizant of my messaging that I don't vent on social media. I don't, uh, I don't barf on everybody on social media. I, I go through my process. And then when I have something good to say about it, then that's what I'm going to say about it. Um, you know, with everything going on in the world, you know, you know, politically and everything else, um, you know, when, when uh, you know, Floyd, the whole situation happened, I did make a statement because I think it's important to make a stand. Um, but for the most part, I try to put out something good. Um, when I was very, very sick, uh, I felt like it went on forever and I felt like people were tired of the story. So I, I would be honest about it because I wanted to be real, but I wasn't every day on there, you know, doing it. Um, so I think that, you know, social media is a funny thing. Like I, I try to use my platform as a, a source of optimism and hope. Um, some of the stories about the bad days or some of the treatments I'm doing that are hard or if I just, uh, you know, I'm still treated to this day. If I have something bad, I do share that. I typically share it on my stories. Um, and I use that to just be like, hey, it's a, not my best day, you know, but here's what I'm going to do about it. Because I think that's the part of story people need to know is, yeah, I'm not alone, but what do we do to get ourselves out? 
And so even if I'm not out, I'll say, you know, this is what I'm doing today. I systems down. I'm giving my body rest. It's not awesome. Tomorrow's a new day or whatever. Uh, I don't think there's any right way to do it. That's just kind of how I'm doing it. Hey, you know what? I absolutely love it because when I do scroll through your social media and I do click on the pictures, I do notice that you have long captions and they tend to be very thought out. And I appreciate that because ultimately you're recognizing the fact that you do have a platform that people do come and people do read and people are actively engaging. And some people we're going to only look at the image and capture all the information and data we need from just the image and keep it moving. And some people yeah. are going to read the words and some people, like you said, are only going to visit the story. And it's good yeah. that there's a place where they can capture more perspective on the entire image that is Shireen, on the entire person and have this understanding like, oh, wow, she does also have down days, but yeah. she still And I think you see some of that in there. I, I've kept some of those images in there. Um, I've got some images in there of me in the hospital, you know, if it's during awareness month. I mean, I, you know, I, I, but and I'll also say this, you know, social media, as I'm coming out of this chapter of my life, is something that I'm playing with too. You know, I, I take breaks from it. I, I don't have a regular practice with it. Um, and I'm still finding my way with it. So, you know, what that's going to turn into, we'll see. I don't know. Nice. So let me ask you now, when it comes to yeah. Pesky, when you were starting that, yeah. the driving force behind it, was it you battling your own fight with Lyme disease? Yeah, I was. I was very, very sick still when I started it. So um, what happened was I actually uh, finally got to a point where I could get on an airplane. My best friend wow. lived in Boulder, Colorado, and she said, come out. I hadn't seen her in three years. Um, and I said, okay, so I got on plane, went out there. I, I love being outdoors. Nature is my happy place. <laughs> and so we went for a hike, which was really more like a walk because it was very difficult for me. And there was deer everywhere. And I was like, oh my God, I can't get reinfected. And um, so at the time I was still very fragile. Any sort of toxin on my skin made me sick. Bug sprays made me sick. Um, and I thought, gosh, why doesn't anybody have like the clothing or something you just put on and it just keeps the bad stuff off. And like, I would buy that. And so I got online while I was there was researching and then like, it did exist, but it was mostly like hardcore camouflage safari wear, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, I mean, I might be sick and I don't want to die, but I don't want that bad. So it's just not me. And, and I joke about that, but I was like, this little light went on my head. And I was like, huh, like this is the fastest growing infectious disease on the planet. Like more people are dying of this than breast cancer and we don't have something like this. And so what it started as an idea, candidly, I needed something positive to focus on. I just did. I needed to put, I was starting to get to a point where I'd have days where I did feel a little bit better and it was not uh, feasible for me to plug back into real estate because I was so inconsistent. I couldn't commit to people that tomorrow I could be there. And I just thought, I'm going to play with this. And so Pesky's was born out of an idea of providing something that I thought could be in the marketplace and people like me might want, but also to raise awareness. Um, because what I knew was if I had been aware and diagnosed and figured it out two years earlier, my journey would look very different. Um, so it became a hobby that was as much to fill me up and create purpose of my situation as it was to create a business that was you know, a thriving business. Wow. That's awesome. Because I was taking a look at the website today and yeah. I was just like blown back. I was like, wow, that clothes, it really looks good. You know, it's right. like an athletic kind of fit where it's, you could go out yeah. and do yoga in it, you could go running in it. And then it double serves the purpose of, oh, it's also an insect repellent. I don't have to worry about mosquitoes. I don't have to worry about ticks. Yeah. And it seems so common sense now. Like, yeah, that's a killer idea but to yeah. know that no one did it. So when you were getting started with that, what really kind of gave you the thought that like, yeah, like did you plan on making it big or was it just supposed to be a little side gig where it's like, no, this will just be for fun. It'll be my own thing. It, it was, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would have loved to have been on Oprah. Like that would have been awesome. <laughs> but, but, it, but that was more about the messaging. I was so, what's the word? 
it was mind blowing to me that there could be this massively deadly disease that was so pervasive in every state and every country. It was the fastest growing infectious disease. Uh, like I said, more, more people with that than breast, breast cancer, HIV, combined, like all the things, and yet nobody knew about it. And I just thought, this is mind blowing to me. And, and I, I felt like there was an injustice to that. And so as I got more into it and started hearing about people that were homeless because of the treatment and things, I was just like, I, it just was that part of me that was like, wow. I've got to do something. I've got to do something. And I thought, well, I'm willing to be vulnerable. You got to understand, like back to social media, prior to all this, I was extremely private. I didn't post on social media. I just went along. My successes were mine. I was very quiet. I don't really like talking about myself. That, that took some practice. And I just thought, you know what, Shane, you have a responsibility. People will look at you and say, this is this girl living in Scottsdale, Arizona. If she can get this thing, you know, I don't, I, you know, everybody had this misconception that it was people that lived in tree forts and only did hardcore outdoor activities. And it's like, no, you could just be like hiking with your dog or something. And so I just felt like I just had a responsibility to do it. And this is a fun way to do it. And maybe I can reach an audience that wouldn't normally think about it through fashion, through a Lululemon type clothing that, oh, by the way, just happens to be protective. I so, love that. I absolutely yeah. love that because you, you yeah. add such a human factor to it. I can tell you personally, before you and I talked about it, Lyme disease was never even on my radar. Sure. I never knew what it was capable of doing. I had never met anyone that yeah. had experienced it. But now when I saw the stats, I was like, oh, wow, like there's a lot of people dealing with this and this is an underserved community without a yeah. doubt. So yeah. to see that you have a brand around it, and that you're also working on getting proceeds from the sales towards helping diagnose and treat this. Because yeah. like you said before, there's no treatment. And this is what I found interesting. You told us in Arizona, you actually have something of a home remedy with the bees in your Yeah, home. I know. Like, I know. It's crazy. Yes. So I treated with all of the traditional, well, non-traditional traditional treatments. I have an otozone machine. I was doing, you know, daily IVs. I've had literally thousands and thousands and thousands of IV treatments. Um, I've done all of the oral treatment. I did it all. And so I was eight years into treatment and um, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, you got to remember, this is not covered by insurance. So every dollar of treatment you, wow. you pay. And so. Um, Thankfully, again, I'm married, have a spouse, uh, had some real estate, ended up selling some of that real estate. I mean, I was set up in a way that we, we were like, well, what good is money if you're dead, right? So let's spend it. Um, and we spent a lot of it. And I was very fortunate with that. But I got to the point where I was maintaining and I was like, I'm I, I, you know, I've got another 40, 50 years of this. Like, at what point, how do you sustain this financially? My body, my veins were shot. And so I started looking around and bee venom therapy was something that people who had failed everything else actually saw success on. And not only just saw success, they were able to do the treatment and then ultimately put themselves into a place where they no longer had to treat, which is really unheard of for people with chronic Lyme that are as sick as I was. So I did the research and I decided uh, about a year and a half ago. Let's go for it. Let's start. Let's start doing this live bee venom therapy. Let's start singing myself with bees. Why not? Oh my gosh, you're insane! I love it. You know what? When you you know you, people are like, I would never do that. I'm like, never say never. Right. Wait. You know, right? Wait. When your back is against the wall, and you're forced with choices, you'll make choices you never thought you would make. You know. So that's interesting because to me, you seem like the type of person when your back is up against the wall. You know, it's fight or flight and you're going to fight and you're going to respond yeah. to the situation. You're going to figure out something to do. And yeah. I find that, you know, a lot of people, they can get there when their back's up against the wall. But I also see few people that even when their back's not up against the wall, they can still tap into that. And that's who you strike me as now. It seems that you've experienced that enough times so that in yeah. your day-to-day -day life now, you don't need to be put in that position anymore. You know how to tap into this energy, how to tap into that power and come to a place where you can think about what it is you want and do make the hard decisions without necessarily being threatened. Because 
you've already been to that place. You've already been pushed to that edge. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think with health, um, for me, it, it, there were, like I said, there were some dark nights of the soul where I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I started really losing hope because I didn't see other options. Um, and that, that was probably the hardest for me is just getting up and going, I don't see an option today. Nobody said to have a solution, but maybe tomorrow's different. Like that, that was messy and ugly. And like I said, I don't want to sugarcoat that and be like strange superhuman because was I suicidal at times? Did I, uh, I played with the idea of assisted suicide. You know, you, you stay in constant horrible pain for so many years with no end in sight. You, those thoughts are normal, I think. And I'm very open about that because um, I think that there's a lot of shame around that. Um, and uh, I, I, I never seriously went down that path, but if, to say that it never crossed my mind or I didn't tell my husband, I don't know if I can do this much longer would be a lie. So I'm not, I'm not any, you know, I'm not, I'm a human just like everybody else, but then there is a decision to be made. And my decision was like, no, we're going to fight. Um, I think that sometimes it's easier to make hard decisions when you're not comfortable and things are hard. I find that today, now that I'm not in that horrible situation and life's a lot better, sometimes making the hard decision when it comes to business, like, oh, I'm just going to grind this out. Maybe it's not as easy. Maybe it was easier to make a decision to pick up a B and sting myself with it when I was like, it's either this or nothing, you know? So I don't know. I, I think that every human's different. Um, I think we all process things differently. Uh, but I will say that uh, it's a muscle and fear doesn't mm. have its hold of me the way that maybe it used to. I, I know that I can overcome a lot. And so do I get afraid? Yeah. But do I stay in fear? No, I won't stay there. I like that. So I like that you said it's a muscle because yeah. that's something I truly believe in. And yeah. like any other muscle, you can exercise it. You can grow 100%. it and you can work it so that it's more readily available in way more force whenever you do need it for a dire situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, is that something now that life is starting to be a little bit better now that business is a little bit better, your health is improving. Is that yeah. a muscle that you still actively exercise every day or are you kind of riding back on the wave of all the work you've done before up until this point? Um, you know, it's funny. We don't see ourselves the way the rest of the world sees ourselves. Right. So things that are easy for me now, I forget are maybe harder for other people. So somebody points it out. So I guess, yes, that muscle has been exercised. I'm not afraid to look foolish. I'm not afraid to put myself out there. I'm not afraid to try something. It doesn't work. I've done that a bunch of times. I mean, not everything was a success. Um, I, I'm much more confident in me as a human walking into a room. And if people like me, great. And if they don't, great. I mean, that's, you know, it's, so yeah, a lot of those muscles have been exercised, um, uh, you know, in business, um, will I make a decision probably quicker than maybe some other people will? Sure. Uh, because I know that you take the information, do the best that you can with it, make a decision. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And that's okay. You know? And so, but do I still have things that are hard? Of course, of course. And my husband and I were just talking about this the other day. Uh, I was very stressed out about something. And he said, I can't believe it, it was in business. And he said, I, he said, I can't believe this is stressing you out. It's not that big of a deal. And I said, you know, that's the beauty of humans. I go, 99% of things that stress other people out don't even move my meter. And this thing, uh, this is stressing me out. And probably most people wouldn't think anything of it. So, you know, I, I, yes, I still have to exercise the muscle. Always. I love that. It's a daily practice. And I think it's, it's important. A daily that people, practice. Right. People need to hear that because, you know, someone like you, it's very easy. If I don't know you, it's very easy to look at your life from the outside. And just like that guy said to me today, you've got it all figured out. It's all yeah. ready. And you just go and you snap your fingers and things come together and you're just so lucky. And no, you also have to wake up like everybody else, and you have to make a decision every single day that you're going to work and you're going to hustle towards your dreams and you're get back on that journey. The journey's never over. The journey's never over. And I think that, you know, to your point, it's easy to look from the outside and think, well, this is great. And I will tell you, you know, I, and I think we talked about this a little bit. 
I literally feel like this year I, I'm put a place of wellness where I am, I'm rebuilding my life. It, 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 I have a mantra, second half, the best half. And the rest is just a warm up. And, but what does that mean? It's like, well, Shane, what are you talking about? So I'm like, well, let's, let's think about this. I, I used to be a big skier. I was very physical. I'm just now to the point where I can lightly jog, right? Like a lot of those things are starting all over again. My social circle radically changed. I'm not the same person I was before. I don't have the same interests. We went years. I went from the day I got sick. I had friends that weren't married. When I came out of that isolation, they had a six-year-old, you know, like the world passed by. So rebuilding relationships, rebuilding business. Yes, we had success, just whatever. I let my business go. I had 40-something homes. I have eight now. I am rebuilding that. It's a different market. It's a different process. The things that I built my successes on before are, are irrelevant in this market. They're different. I'm having to learn entire new approaches. So, so for me, uh, I think it's easy to look and go, Oh, it's so easy. And she's got this busy. No, I, I am in the trenches just like everybody else, literally rebuilding my life today. Uh, very intentionally, I will say, um, very different how I approach things, but it is, it is in many ways just as hard for me now as it was in the beginning. And by the way, let's just add this. I'm 46 years old and many of my peers are getting ready to downshift. They haven't had a big road bump. They, the last decade where I plugged out, they were cranking. They're to the point now where they're ready to go, you know, sit at their ski house or do whatever or go on trips. And so, you know, there is a part of me that, that has to fight that, has to say, you know what, that's their journey, this is mine. I'm recreating now and we all have different paths. So, um, so will I say like, it's terrible? Of course not. Right. Like I have a great life. I do. I have a wonderful husband. Uh, we're, we're financially secure. We're like, I have a roof over my head. I don't have to worry about a lot of things people do. So I don't want to in any way say that, but to have the idea that like, Oh, it's just dead and you're just cranking. No, you know, like there's, there's real hard work going on behind the scenes. Um, so. Oh man, I love everything you said there. I actually took a few notes about a few things that really stood out to me. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that you kind of hit on is the fact that your old success doesn't have anything to do with the current success, like that you're building, no. that you're working for, that everything that you did in the past, yeah, it was great. It gave you confidence. It gave you experience, but ultimately the world keeps on changing. So you find That's yourself right. in a new world. Every day we wake up in a new world and you're back at square one. You're in the same position. 100%. What's happening in the world. Everybody's starting in the same spot today. Everybody. That's no matter right. Everybody's starting in the same spot, you know, and I think that's important to acknowledge, you know, um, my success as a real estate investor was based on a strategy and uh, an opportunity in the market that does not currently exist. Um, you know, I won't go into that. We're not on a real estate investing platform right now, but the way that I built that success before, it, it literally does not exist in today's market. It's out, you know? And so I look at that and go, okay, well then I've got to retool and find a new way, which is how we met each other, right? We're learning some different skills. So. Um, uh, yeah, you have to be constantly changing. And I think the other thing that, especially in the real estate space, uh, I know some, and I'm sure you do too, some, some extremely successful real estate people, ones that you see on magazine covers and have books and things like that. And all of them have had massive up and downs, right? Like they, I think most of them at some point had to file BK or, you know, like something very bad happened. Like that's just the nature of entrepreneurship for most people. <laughs> For most people, you, we only see the stories of the ones that just go like this. And that's, that's a lie. You yeah. Know, I, you know what? Even those folks, I'm sure there's something in the background that we don't see that maybe they're struggling with. And it's probably something that's internal because ultimately yeah. that's something none of us can ever see. I'm sure there's a feeling of, hey, everyone in the entire world is convinced I'm perfect. And now there's yeah. a strange pressure and I can never show the other side of me and express that and get a true connection with people because they all assume that I'm just complaining because life is so perfect and I have nothing else to do, but That's right. when it's really an issue. So I definitely agree with you there. 
And by the way, you said you were 46, and I thought you were way yeah. younger than that. That's awesome. Uh, like uh, your energy, like everything about you is just so youthful. So I'm so like, Thank that's cool. You. Yeah, no, uh, the five O's coming, baby. So yeah, that's, you know, what, what drives me now is, um, yes, I want to build a, a really great real estate portfolio and, you know, another side business at that. Yes, I want peskies, whatever way that goes to make its mark in the world. But what I'm really passionate about is helping people understand no matter where you are, what's going on, you know, you can create an incredible life. Um, and I think, that it's very relevant for midlifers too. I think sometimes divorce, a business failure, an illness, whatever happens, and it just feels like, oh my God, I was rocking and rolling in my 30s. Like it was amazing, and then this happens. And, and so um, I'm not there yet, but one of the long-term visions is to really uh, hopefully create something that people think is interesting and noteworthy and really talk about that journey from this point on that's that's what is kind of in the back of my mind right now i'm so happy to hear you say that and i'm so happy to hear you say from this point on because i started saying this when we were out in arizona i was talking to um i forget her name now it's gonna bother me until it comes back into my mind but she was we were having a discussion that it's important to start openly talking about what you're doing and putting it out there into the space and she was a little worried because she's a newbie and Hey, I'm a newbie. I don't want people Brooke. to feel like Brooke. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. Brooke was saying that you know I don't have the authority to come and speak on this, and but we were explaining like you have to start somewhere because ultimately people need to see the entirety of the journey. If you wait right. until you just have the final finished product, what's going to happen is you're going to lose so many of the people that you could have helped because now you're too far ahead for them to relate to you, and they can't understand the thought and the idea anymore. And they don't recognize that you started where they currently are. So they don't see how it connects because you didn't want to show them this part, you know? So that's, that's why right. even like right now we're not in a crazy fancy studio, but right. we're showing people that you don't need to be there yet in order to begin. You just need to begin. No. And I think that people, you know, um, as we were talking about social media, like I'm still kind of figuring that out because uh, I'm pretty multifaceted, which story once, what story is the story that is, interesting to people right um and uh and i think that what i learned was when i was really in the middle of it and i was talking about peskies it really endured people to me they wanted to connect they wanted to see somebody that was struggling like they were but still trying to create something good and um so you know yeah i think we all ride that fine line we want to show people um we want to inspire people we want to show people the good but i think that that you know, sharing your journey along the way, whatever's comfortable is important because we're all trying to find the humanity within each other. And I know that's the people that I relate to is the ones that I'm like, oh, wow, they're real. You know, like they've, they've right. got stuff too. It's Balancing that and, and not being negative, right? Like that's, that's, the, that's the tricky. Right. And it's, it's so important. And it's funny because, you know, we'll tell people don't compare yourself to others. And to an extent, I agree. And then at the same time, I think comparison can be used positively if you have a deep understanding of the entire story. So yes. if I now know like, oh, well, you know, like we look at Pace, for example, right? You and I sure. both know Pace and Pace is a rock star. And it's like, wow, sure. look at all the stuff Pace has. He controls X amount of properties. He has his hand in several different businesses that are all doing successful. He's traveling the world and he's a YouTube sensation and this, that, and the third. And it would be easy to say like, oh, like I'm not like that. Why am I not like that? Well, if I look at Pace's full story, okay, well, the guy wakes yeah. up at 4, 4 a.m. every single day. He yep. has like stomach problems and stomach issues all day long. He is literally addicted to working and he can't turn it off even if he tried. Yeah, and that's right. And social life, has to suffer just a little bit, or he has to find somebody that's willing to put up with the fact that he's going to be away working all day long. And when he comes yep. home, work is going to continue. And in his off time, the phone's going to ring and he's going to be, he's going to feel that he has to pick it up and go to pick it up and he's going to struggle. Yep. With it. And that's yep. the side of the story that a lot of people won't compare themselves to. 
and say, oh, well, you only want his good, but you don't want to take any of the bad. That's right. not a true comparison. So you're only hurting yourself. You're building. There's, a always a, there's a price to pay, right? There's the, right. everything comes at a cost. Everything comes at a cost. And what is it? What's your personal cost benefit analysis that you're willing to go through and figure it out, you know, and I, that's, that's something that's very up for me. I know I have to sleep nine hours, have to, have to, if I don't, I start getting tremors. I start getting, you know, like all the symptoms come back. So it's like, okay. And I also decided, you know, one of the things that happened to me that I'm very grateful for is during part of all this is I got called into, um, I got called by the brain imaging people before I knew how to brain tumor. And I had gone in for full test and they were like, hey, it was on Friday afternoon. They're like, can you get in here immediately? And I was like, that's never a good call to get. You're like, uh. I said, yeah, but you have to tell me why. Because I couldn't drive at that point. I had to call somebody to drive me. And I said, yeah, I can get somebody here. My mother. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> and I said, my husband was away and I, my, my mom was in town. I said, I'll call my mother to drive me there, but you have to tell me why. And they said, well, we can't. And I said, well. Listen, and so they broke all the HIPAA laws and they said, yeah, we've got a mask on your brain and we don't know what's happening and we want you here right now. So my mom came, she drove with me. I stayed in that MRI for over six hours. Wow. Lights are down, janitors are there. They had two doctors on the phone. They took me to a place right next to a hospital because they thought that I was maybe having a stroke. They could see a mask and they didn't know if it was a clot or a tumor. So I'm laying in this thing for hours while they're deciding whether or not to rush me into emergency surgery. Finally, I had a great, the nurse tech with me. I said, you have to tell me what's happening because they're not supposed to, right? And she said, I, I'm like, tears running. I was like, you have to tell me. I said, well, here's what's going on. We're trying to figure out what's going on. You know, I laid in that thing and I thought about my life. I acknowledged that all these medical tests and things I've been doing came from the fruits of my labor and that I had the resources, the cash to be able to go get medical care. That's real, right? That is just real. Money takes care of problems. But I also thought about, thank God I went hella skiing that year when everybody else decided to work because I might not ever do that again. And thank God I, I went through my whole thing. Like all my relationships with my family are okay. There's no unresolved. I thought I might die. I was like, I might be going into a thing and dying right now. And you start going through this like life review. I'll tell you what, when you've gone through that and you come out, how you choose to spend your time and who you're going to spend it with and how much you're going to work and how you're going to work becomes very different. And I think there's no right answer to that. What Pace is doing for Pace is perfect for Pace. Um, that probably wouldn't work for me. But it's not because it's right or wrong. It's just because I I have a I have different ideas about what I how I want to spend my time, and I think that it does come down. Will I make as much money as Pace? Of course not, because I'm not willing. Well, a I can't get up at 4 a.m. and work the extra six hours, and you know there's just different choices to be made along the way, and everybody has to make their own choices for them. And but I think we all have to know that you know your results. And what you get is a direct result of where you put your attention and your intention. So choose wisely, right? You just made my entire heart throb. Because that just like, I seriously, like I just got like this whole feeling. And Aww. it's the fact that you found yourself in the, the worst of it, right? And yeah. in that moment, yes, you're actively rationally thinking about okay, like, how are we going to get through this? How, like, what's going on? Why is this happening? But then in that same moment, you flip the switch and then you start to find things you're grateful for, reasons yeah. to be happy and to be thankful. And that, that right there, that's the test. That's when you get to see if everything you've done is paying off. That's where the real battles are. It's in the moment. It's, yeah, when things are going good, everyone can be happy. Everyone can that's be right. happy when things are great. But what about that's when... Right. Things are absolutely awful. Nothing's working out. Everything's against you. How do you show up then? Who are you in that moment? Because that's the true sign of your character. That's the true test. And that should be taken. Those are, those are the moments we really should reflect on. It's who yeah. was I when everything went wrong? And what could I do to be better? In oh, me? yeah. Oh, yeah. And you find things that you're not proud of, right? And that's when you say, okay, you know what? Uh, next, next time around, hopefully there is one. 
there's some things I'm going to change. And, but, but you're right. There's always something to be grateful for this. And, and it got very clear to me. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate. We don't get to choose our family. I got very fortunate in that department, but I, I was very grateful for my relationship with my family. I was really grateful that I didn't have any unresolved issues. You know, I, I, I was glad that the things that needed to be said were said. And um, that was one of the biggest things. And I, when I came out, I was like, you know what, I will continue. If I make it through this, family will be a priority for me. That's just me. May not be somebody else's. But for me, that was like super, super important. Um, you know, and now health is massively important to me. How I choose, you know, I, I probably like to adult beverages a little bit more before. <laughs> and I still like one now and then. But like, you know, choosing how I spend time with that is very different. Choosing, choosing what I want to do in my spare time is very different because I realize we only have so much time. So, you know, we get, we get to choose. That's true. And, you know, something that I think a lot of people don't do often, which is because it's scary, is contemplate their own death. Think about what your funeral will look like, what your... Mm -hmm what that grave, that tombstone is going to be like, what the day when you leave this earth, as you're getting ready to check out, what is that day going to look like as you're laying there on your deathbed in your final hours? What are you going to be thinking about? What are you going to be wishing that you did differently? And then remind yourself that, great, you are far from that day. You're a hair. Oh, yeah. What can we do about it now? How can we, we don't need to wait till we get there to reflect on it. We can reflect on it today. And change our future right now we could change the, the entire trajectory of that's our that's right we have so much choice we there are so many things we don't get to choose right we don't get to choose where we grew up what was what happened to us what the start was the life things that happened to us family members we lose illnesses financial situation all that some of that we just don't get to choose just shit happens right like i was life happens that's like that's every nobody Everybody gets their stuff. That's just it. But, but we get to choose how we, how we, what the story we tell about it. And we get to choose about what we're going to do about it. And we get to choose, like you said, when I, you know, I'm old, will I look back? And for me, my big thing is I don't want to have regrets. I want to live with no regrets. I can push through a lot of fear just by reminding myself, I don't want to have any regrets. So, you know, you'd ask me about like, do you ever get fearful? And of course. Uh, but the thing that helps me overcome the fear is I just, I kind of do exactly what you said. I flash forward and I go, I don't want to have regrets. I can, I can live with things not working out if I said I gave it everything. That's so true. Okay. You know what? If they don't work out because I just didn't want to do it, got too afraid, got too lazy, got too whatever, that's on me. But if it didn't work out and I gave it everything, then no regrets. You know? You have the perfect mentality for parkour. I should let you know. Like, yeah? Absolutely. That's what it comes down to. The, that's one of my favorite things about the sport. And that's what we teach as a philosophy with the kids. You know, it's, the movement's great. But ultimately, it's a vehicle to get you to that point that, hey, trust yourself. Make the decision. Yeah. Move forward with 100% confidence. And if things go good great if things go wrong all right like you ultimately won't have anything to regret because you fully committed and you moved forward and you did the right things you progressed to it you took the step you took the leap of faith and yeah. that's what it's all about i think you know if i was i don't have children but if i did that would be probably my number one you know like one uh you know have integrity treat people well, blah, blah, all those good things. But in terms of personal discipline, it's, it's okay to, it's okay if it doesn't work out. It's not okay if you didn't try. Right. You know, like, like you just got to try, just go for it. And, and by the way, a lot of it's not going to work out. Like expect that it's okay. You know, like be, to not be afraid of things not being perfect. It's, it's so all right. I have two final questions for you because I do want to respect your time and not hold you here all day. Yeah. I have to talk about this forever. I truly do. I know. It's my favorite kind of conversations. Too. So question one is, how important to you is your network? When you're building a network, is that something that you allow 
just any and everybody in? Are you strategic? Do you just go out there and just say, well, whoever I meet is who I meet? Mm. Um, okay, so I think that movement in anything comes from relationships. That's my philosophy. I'm also very relationship driven. So maybe that's why I tend to believe that. But um, so I think I think that your network and your relationships are massively important for anything, whether it's your personal well-being, your social life, your business, all of it. I think that who you surround yourself with and who you connect with is 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 very, very, very important. Um, am I intentional about it? Yes, in the sense that um, I, vow, I, I know it's important and I choose to align myself with people that have character that I think is worthy of my connection. So um, I don't care how successful somebody is, I will not partner with them if I don't think they have integrity. Um, I, I, that's probably my number one. I, I really, that's extremely important to me. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty thoughtful about that. Um, I also do think that the world, universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it, has some pretty crazy ways of people showing up. I could, we could talk about that forever too. So I'm pretty open. You know, when I walk into a room, I, I am not the person that's like, I'm here to see so-and-so and everybody else get out of my way. I, that's not how I approach life. I walk into the room and um, I've met some pretty amazing people that had impact on me that maybe nobody would ever think that you would throw us in the room and we would could, could become connected. So, um, so I do let the universe play its role, I guess, a little bit. Um, Having said that, things like pesties, to learn how to cut and sew, have an EPA registered thing, have athletes at Rio wearing my, like to do all that was 100% relationships and me being open, me being humble, me saying, I don't know anything about this world, but here's my vision. Here's why I'm doing it. And if, would you please help me? And if you can't help me, do you know who somebody could? That is the only way I built that brand. And people, I get chills. The people that opened their doors to me, I mean, it was mind blowing. I still get people going, uh, you know that nobody talks to that person. How did you get there? And I'm like, I just said I need help. And this is what I'm trying to do. And uh, good people recognize good intention, I think. And so, um, so yes. Uh, so in this chapter, as I'm building more of the real estate side out, I guess what I will say about this is I look for people that um, are, are hardworking, have integrity and maybe have something that I can learn from them, which there's a lot I can learn from everybody. So that's kind of what I look for. That is so awesome. I really feel sorry for anybody that maybe like felt like they couldn't follow this all the way through to the end because that right there was gold. That was like the beautiful, like that was so perfectly put. That was something I wish I heard when I was like 14 years old and like someone really like pounded it into my head and just kept repeating it to me over and over and over again. Building relationships. These are the things we learn. Hey, you know what? These are what you learn through life, right? I'm with you. I wish all of these things, somebody would have sat me down when I was 10, 12 years old and taught me, but what you do, you learn along the way. That's why we're doing this right now. This is literally like you're living in the middle of my dream currently. This is, I'm just trying to be the person that I didn't have. I'm trying to be that resource that I didn't have in my own life Mm -hmm. and put it out there for someone else. So I love that. I love that. Um, That's good. Thank you. So question number two, and this one I really like. Okay. If for some reason, all of your memories were wiped away, I'm talking like everything, you just had amnesia, you woke up tomorrow, you didn't know who you were, you didn't remember any of your friends, you still had the vibes, like people still knew you and they knew the good you did, but you just didn't remember anything you know about business, you lost all the technical knowledge that you've built for Mm. everything, but you can keep one piece of wisdom, one piece of knowledge that you would retain as truth, that you wouldn't question, you would just know for certain that this is true. You don't know why it's true, but you would run with it. And that's all you had to rebuild. What would that piece of information, what would that piece of knowledge be? Wow, that's an awesome, I have never heard that question before. 
That's a good one. You should write a book around that. You know what would be so cool is if you like interviewed all your favorite people and just put a book together just around that one question. Oh, that would Wouldn't be Wouldn't that be awesome? I would buy that book, by the way. <laughs> uh, and I would give that book away as a gift too. That would be an amazing graduation gift, wedding. Like, I think you guys That's a good idea. Okay, start. No, I like that. I, I digress. I digress, but I love this question. Okay, so one thing. Um, I, I hate this, this sounds so cliche, but I, but I think this is it. I truly believe, okay, disclaimer. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be an NFL player. You know, like I, you know, like there's certain like physical restrictions that things aren't happening, but, um, I, I would say two, I think it would be two pieces. I'm going to, I'm going to do a two part. One is anything's possible. Absolutely anything is possible. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what your education was. I don't care what happened to you. I don't care. Anything is possible because it's back to that. If you can figure out what you want, figure out who to talk to, how to get to the right person and work hard and just get there. It may take you 30 years, but anything is possible. That's my number one. I, I just, I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. The number two, and this is something that I wish, um, I would have known earlier is it kind of goes with that is to it's so important to to be true to you to do what makes you happy to do it your way to not try to learn the stuff that you suck at really bad just because you think but I, I I'm not explaining this very well um, this is something I learned I was under the impression that if I wanted to do business and everything that I had to not rely on the things that came easy to me, which is connecting with people, being out there, problem solving, be a visionary, see the big picture. I thought that I had to learn all the things that I'm not good at, really get good at computers, start cranking away at DDTL nitty gritty stuff. And so I spent a lot of my life compensating for what didn't come naturally. And what I would say now is bag that. Stay in your lane, double down on your strengths, double down on what brings you joy, do the things that are easy and fun for you and are hard for other people um, because that's, that's your gift. That's who you are. That's what you were put on planet earth to be and just run with it. So I think it would be the marriage of those two. Anything's possible, but play to your strengths, put them together and go. That's I love your answers. I seriously, seriously, seriously like <laughs> Personally, I think I needed to hear your answers. So thank you so much for that. Uh, well, it's a constant lesson for me. I think that there, and that's probably uh, my upbringing was it has to be hard. You know, like who cares if you're good at connecting with people and building relationships and problem solving? Like that's nice and all, but can you do the X, Y, and Z that you go to school for that's really tactical? And so that is a, as you were talking about, like in our daily, that's, that's me still reminding myself like the things that are easy for me are not easy for everybody. Right. Right. They're, they're just not. I, I actually had to have a friend look at me and go, you know, strange these things that are so walking into a room and talking to a group of strangers, 99% of humanity is terrified by that. I'm like, really? I love that. Can I do that all day and get paid to do that? You know, like I just <laughs> realized the things that were my strengths were truly unique gifts. I, I just thought they were easy for everyone. And that's not true. You know, whatever. It, it's absolutely, it's so true because that's something that I've been struggling with as well, where in my mind, I like, it's like, oh, this can't possibly be considered work. This is the stuff right. I want to do. This is fun. This is easy. I'll do this all day all long. Day long. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm blowing off work to go do things like this. And, you know, I'll share this with you. And I'm sure, I don't know if you've had this conversation with Pace, but I had this conversation with him where he was telling me, that he ultimately had more respect from his wife when he was working as a general contractor because he was waking up every morning, going out, busting his butt, doing the hard work he didn't want to do versus now where he's doing the work he enjoys doing, making way more money. She says, yeah. you know, like, but you're not really working that hard. You're just out. Right. I've like, never heard him say that, but I believe it. Right. I believe it. And Pace and I had a conversation about that too. You know, he was like, straight. You ever thought you should just be out doing X? And I'm like, I do, but I still struggle with that. Like, does that really work? It is work. It is. Work doesn't work. Work 
you know, it kind of goes back to I think you work hard, but work in your lane that gives you energy, brings you joy. You know, like there's always going to be stuff, of course. Like I've got three fires to figure out today. Like there's stuff, of course. <laughs> but if you can spend your bulk of your time in your lane, uh, gosh, what if the whole planet did that? Wouldn't that be cool? It would be a different world, a vastly different world. And I think yeah. we would really start expanding into this infinite universe we have a lot faster. You know, we're yeah. living in the middle of infinity and we're in the tiniest corner of it. Yeah. I, I think, you know, that's what, we could go off on a whole tangent on that. <laughs> I think there's I think that there's just a paradigm shift with that. I, I talk to my younger nieces and and I always tell them like, Yeah, but what makes you happy? You know, like when they're thinking about what am I going to go to college for? What am I going to do? You know what am I? I'm like, yeah, but what makes you happy? Yeah, but you can't be happy doing this. I'm like, well, yeah, you can. You can build a business around that. Like, look at all these entrepreneurs. I mean, go on Instagram for God's sake. People are building incredible lives, doing all kinds of crazy things that just make them happy. It's true. So, so, so. thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for coming on today. This was yeah. insanely valuable for me. I'm sure it's going to be insanely yeah. valuable for the people that tune in and listen. And awesome. let me ask you, where can people find you on social media if they want to follow <laughs> along with your journey and get to know more about you? Yeah, so uh, it's my first name, last name, Shireen Dora, S-H-A-R-A-N-E-D-O-R-R-A-H. Shireen Dora, Instagram, Facebook, uh, no YouTube yet, but I'm thinking about that. Um, so that's the best place. All right. And for Pesky, where, you know what? I'll just actually put a yeah. link in the bottom for people to go and yeah. check that out. And yeah. guys, like seriously, the clothes look amazing. It is yeah. absolutely insane. Like for the ladies going out, like it's like, it's perfect. Honestly, it's a perfect gift for people. Um, if they do yeah. the outside and they yeah. enjoy being outdoors and hiking, it is just perfect. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me. This is you want to know what I would love to do all day is talk to people like you. It makes, it gives me such joy. Like I feel like I could go run a marathon now. It pumps me up. So I, thank you for having me. I'm so energized and I appreciate you so much. Thanks my friend. Okay guys. So I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below, let people know what that thing was, let us know what it was, we do read all of the comments, and absolutely share this with a friend, that is how we help each other, okay, the best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow, send that out to your friends, help them grow, Build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe, make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.